Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am your host this fine Saturday morning, Honest Abe, along with my KMA crew, the Italian scallion himself, Paul DeCrocco, the best producer that we could afford. Hi, hi. Along with my uh, South Paul from South Philly, a.k.a. the GOAT, Alex. Good morning. Help me. Save me. I haven't left smoking since January. <laughs> no shit. What is going on, gentlemen, this morning? Well, just another morning. Um, the only reason I know that it's morning is because we're here together. Otherwise, <laughs> the days just blend and blend, and day blends into night and back into day, and here we are. Yes, it has. I've been losing tracks of days of the week, hours of the day. I, I was going to do a tally of the number of hours I've slept this week, but I've lost track. Mostly because I've lost track of days, to be honest with you. Right. It's been that kind of week. But excitement, T-minus, seven days. Seven days till the Great Smoke 2021. Actually, a week from today, there will be no show next week, people. No show because the big show will be the Great Smoke next week. And uh, hopefully this thing will launch off and we will make some kind of uh, cigar history. So that's our plans. That's our hopes. That's some our, kind of history. That's our, yeah, some, well, history one way or another. <laughs> make history one way or another. But um, Right. Well, here's the thing, man. I, I feel like we, all, we already won half the battle, man. I mean, people are so jacked. I see them with their – everybody's posting their pictures. They're putting their shirt on, the, the lanyard, everything to take pictures. So – we already won in that department, man, and I'm grateful for that to see people really enjoying that they're they're getting these party in the boxes delivered to their door. Yeah, man. I mean, they started dropping everywhere. Um, kudos to the crew, man. That was an uh, immense, greater task than we could have even imagined. The fact Absolutely. that we even ourselves and thinking that if we had our warehouse ready, we could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Never warehouse isn't big enough. Never going to happen. And, and and big thanks out to Jim Colucci and Juan Lopez over at Gurkha Cigars. Absolutely. Those guys let us basically take over like 20% of their warehouse for like a week as we put together those TGS boxes and they got out to people across the country. Last batch of boxes should be going out today and Monday for those who had ordered yesterday at the deadline. And oddly enough, no matter how much time you give people, I've gotten probably over 30 messages of people who want to get their great smoke ticket. We just cannot. I am it's, sorry. It's amazing how many people flooded in. We should have just lied for the last month and every Friday said this is the last day and we would have like sold record numbers because the people that flooded is incredible. Yeah, it was a big flux that we didn't expect. I mean, we figured by the last week, everybody who wanted a ticket kind of got it. And so like we kind of winded down at the factory, bought everything back in and we just got flooded. These guys... I'll post a picture later. These guys literally have taken over half our front lounge and our packing boxes to go out today and tomorrow, uh, Monday. So, 
that is that and then our ups driver who's not used to this kind of pickup is like they're in shock so we had that guy yesterday came by and he didn't have room on his truck and he's like i promise i'm gonna come back i'm like dude you gotta come back and i he's not a regular guy he's not a regular guy so you know so i took a 20 and i ripped it in half i go here you go man i'll give you the other half when you come back alex like dude that go you don't care about a 20 he ain't coming back i didn't know it wasn't our regular guy our regular guy was not coming back and at that point it was six o'clock everybody was like uh what do we do so we uh shut out when I saw that, I was like, 20 bucks? These these guys are, are union drivers that probably so make 150 a, free a year. It's 20 right. bucks. It's a free 20. He's already on the clock. What does he care? But let's talk about what happened because he said he'd come back, and I guess somebody got a little itchy over there. I didn't get a little itchy. I followed orders. Everybody was a little itchy. It was it was getting late, and you know the UPS store is only open so late. So it, it was either we take the chance that this guy's actually going to come back which unfortunately, and I, you know, I hate to knock them, but most of our, most of our delivery is through USPS, and you know, they're fifty-fifty if they say they're coming back. <laughs> Got to be honest. Not our main guy. Our main guy's good. Our main guy's <laughs> the best. This our new guy. Yeah, our main. Not the rich. Rich is the best. Yeah, our, our rich are UPS. That's why we decided like we were not going to send Cigar of the Month on Saturdays because Rich isn't there. And we yeah. don't trust the guys who our pick main, up on Saturdays. Post office guy's great. Yeah, our main post office guy is great. So at six o'clock, I told Alex, dude, let's just run these over to UPS. So he got AJ smokes. They load up the pickup truck. He runs to UPS. I'm sitting in my office. The door is open over there. And sure enough, 10 minutes later, I hear somebody walking down the hall. Where'd all the boxes go? Where are they? <laughs> He's like, you got to be kidding me. So I go outside, and there's a guy looking for the boxes. He's got his wheel. I'm like, bro. We ran it. We didn't know. I'm sorry. We got he got a twenty anyway. He was happy. Took a hey, social media, took yeah. a social media picture with us, and it was fun. Yeah, that was worth the other half of twenty. I wanted to do a massive Abbey Road, because literally the UPS stores across the street, and and just march the boxes. It was like forty boxes. Uh, we had, listen, we had twenty customers in the store. They all would have tagged along. It was great. To across the street with TGS. Everybody boxes. takes two boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> across Gateway yes. at rush hour. <laughs> what oh, is that one, Abe? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't see what it is. Oh, Espinosa? No. That is the exclusive limited edition Agonosa ah. for TGS. Yes. Nice. This is the Anniversario in a Toro format. Anniversario Maduro. That was a big hit. They made a Toro format exclusively for the Great Smoke. And yeah, before all the customers out there start wigging out, the only reason why I'm got this bundle is custom slash this bundle when it came through so there were some damaged cigars so to the, victor, to the victor goes the spoils so that, <laughs> that's what i'm gonna get ready to light up i'll be busting in there during the break don't you worry speaking, <laughs> speaking of tgs releases probably the most talked about i'm i'm expecting the site to crash but we didn't get our full shipment in. They just sent us boxes so we can make a video. We're probably going to release it next week. But it's just so pretty. I, I have to share it. Oh, I want to see it. Ooh, wait. Let me get let me get you up on the screen full time here. That is nice. Look at that. God, it, lo it looks like a car finish. It looks like a... Look at that. That looks great. Pop that baby open. I can never figure out how to work the camera there. It blended Carlito's way. And now, now the Pulp Fiction moment. 
Oh, let me get wow. that weighted back out of there. Is that is that your box? That's the one you're keeping. What well, I'm gonna tell you something. We had to do one for product photography. They overnighted this to me, and then I was going to put it back and actually sell it. But yeah. Carlito, actually, uh, I got a message from Carlito. This is my gift. So this is not included in the 100 that we're getting. Wow. So, uh, this will go into the Museum of History at Smoke Inn. They actually printed on the cello. It says uh, TGS 2021. So this That's is going to be cool, man. Dude, it's, uh, it's a, a pinnacle career moment for me okay. and my organization. It really is. Quick funny story. So we got we got two boxes, right? And so we had to take one, and Abe has one. So we had one. And Abe's looking at the box, and he, he's going to give it to. He's got his one that he's going to keep and put away forever, and he's got the one to give to Brian to take pictures of. And right. he notices on his box, there's like a eighth of an inch slit in the plastic on the bottom. Can't even see it on the bottom. Abe goes, wait, 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 wait. You take this box. Give me this pristine box. Abe. <laughs> Actually, I'm keeping the box that they use for photography. But I said if we're gonna open a box, might as well open that one. one. Got the one that's got the cello rip, which is that one there, and the other one we kept sealed, which will go uh, in the assortment. So forever. Well, I, so Kurt yeah, is Kurt, asking. Only well, full, it's only oh, the full only boxes. full box. There's only ten of them. We're not breaking them up. The boxes have the beauty in it. So yeah, it's only full. All the TGS releases, the limited edition releases, will be only full boxes. So. We have anywhere from 100 to 200, I think, is the most. I think some guys made 150. Um, TGS releases, and um, you know, the, they'll they'll go live when the manufacturer is on during the broadcast. We're going to talk about the cigar, explain it, and then at that point, at some point, it'll go live, and it'll be first come, first serve. So I urge everybody out there, if you're watching and you have a TGS ticket, a couple things you need to do right away. Go to smokein.com, log into your account. In your account settings, there's a TGS, the Great Smoke section. Go there. Make sure your ticket exists there. If your ticket exists there, then it's connected to your account. You're good. Because you will need your smoking username and, and password to access the TGS event store that you will be able to link through the day of the event at the greatsmoke.com website. So the day of the event, you go to the greatsmoke.com website. There'll be a button there that says enter store. We probably will put it up this week, but it won't work until the day of the event. You click on that. It's going to ask you for your username and password. If you don't have it, you won't get in the store. If the ticket's not attached to your account, it won't recognize you, and it'll say you don't have a ticket. It won't let you in the store. So we're trying to get all this information out there so people don't freak out. I'm probably going to say it at the beginning of the show, but everybody get prepared because when these things go live, you want to jump on and buy them and check out immediately. That's the other tip I'll give everybody. Don't go shopping after you put it in your cart. Putting any item in your cart is not secure that you have it until you check out. So put it in your cart and check out. There'll be no additional shipping charges on the limited edition items. So if you already made purchases during the day and you want to go buy a limited edition item at any one of the six times during the show, there won't be an additional shipping charge for that. It'll just be the one charge on the earlier ones. So don't be afraid to have a different order for your LE product. Yes. They're asking what what is the Carlito box sell for? Do you not know yet? Don't know. The shipment hasn't gotten here yet, so the invoice so I'm sure is going to be in the other uh, other shipment. But I, I'm going to eventually say my guess is going to be in the ballpark of probably four hundred dollars. That's what I would think. Okay, so there you and go. Listen, There's an it, answer for you. I I have a plea. 
if you have an issue, if you don't remember your password, if you don't remember your email, please inbox me, send an email, whatever you got to do, smoke signal, sure. please do it this week. If you try to do, do it, it Saturday, forget about it. It's too late. Yeah. No one's going to be answering phones Saturday. I'm telling right. everybody that now. I mean, there'll be guys here at the shop. We are not here. My IT team, my web team, my graphic team, we're all going to be on location. So there'll be nobody you talk, has any clue about what's going on in the Great Smoke come Saturday. You I'll, call the I'll, shop. Be, I'll be there, but I'll be, uh, you know, eating steak. Like I said, nobody will have any clue of what's going on in the Great Smoke Saturday here at Smoke In. Don't bother Abe on Saturday. Everybody check this week, Casey. If you can check this week, you can bother them all you want this week. They does just anybody, want to make sure. Does anybody want to take an over and under on the amount of PMs I will get Saturday during the show? Oh, man. Well, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know where to set that mark because I know what your, your private messages look like on a regular day. So, I mean, and it's a little bit insane. So I, I don't even know. I mean, know is where... 300 crazy? No, PMs, yeah. But I'll bet you I'll, I'll bet you I'll get over 50 to 60 PMs during the show with some problem. Hey, I can't log into my account, eh? What's going on? Yeah, let me stop my broadcast in the middle of my show and reply. Right. Uh, looks like looks like Seth Rosen uh, is not going to get any limited editions now. <laughs> <laughs> good old Seth. What Seth didn't know is I actually got some good friends in the Mossad. I had them shut down the airport so we couldn't get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Seth. So it's an exciting week. It, you so, know what? It, oh, it really is. It really is. I mean, look, we got pressure. My my graphic guy who doesn't work on weekends and my web guy is coming in after the show. Our plan is to, I mean, I could work through the night. I don't know how long he could take it, but we're going to work as long as we can. We got a lot. And that's one of the reasons why we had to really stop taking TGS orders. You know, we could probably fill more, but there's so much back-end stuff we have to get ready, making sure the store is ready, and just continually receiving orders. And, and they won't get there in time at, at, after this point anyway. Um, it just seemed not worth it. It would be more important for me to just stop it and make sure that we could focus on getting out. Look, everybody got these boxes all over the country. I mean... The Great Smoke took over social media February 12th, 2021, all right? And, yeah, they're going to be appreciative, but you know what? The last thing I want is to let them down on the second half of the excitement now that they're all waiting for. So we just want to make sure we're going to get that right, and we got a lot of work uh, still to do for the production side of it. But um, shit looks like it's coming together. It really does, man. It's just, just you know, we, we see little snippets every day or a little addition of something, and we're like, man, this thing is just... It's really good. I think we really think it's going to come off like incredible. So we'll see how it goes. Let me ask you a broadcast question. So all of the manufacturers that are going to appear that have limited edition boxes available to only Great Smoke ticket holders, are they going to be in studio? Or are there going to be some that are remote? They, 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 they no. They, well, what's happened is they're all agreed to be in studio. Okay. They actually got to come in early. They got to get makeup, lighting, you know, lighting, makeup. Prior to coming on, then they're come on. Um, Pete Johnson uh, broke some news earlier this week to me. Uh, I, you know, it's my bad because I told him, "Listen, just give me a couple days so I can get ready." And I just haven't had time. It's been a crazy week, but um, uh, I'm going to text him now during the show during one of the one of the times where I can. But um, 
he ended up having a last-minute emergency trip to Nicaragua. So Pete Johnson will be the only guy that will be broadcasting in from Nicaragua. So um, everybody else will be live in the studio. Um, Pete, I mean, I, you know, look, it's hard to argue. The guy hasn't gotten there in a year. He yeah. got there. An opportunity came up. He's got to get down there. So. And we you know, do we do it every week anyway, so we know it'll we know it at least works that he can yeah, promote it. No, no, he, he's confident it'll work. It's just that you know we do have some VIP studio members, and Pete was actually nice enough to reach out to them personally and apologize and let them know what happened. And um, I'll text him out so he can announce it and and, and and talk about it. But Pete Johnson will be the only of this, the only one of the six that I know of at this moment. <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? Who honestly, who knows with the airports and all that stuff? But we'll. They'll be on no matter what. We'll get yeah. them on. Yeah, so that's, so that's it. cool. We'll be. I'll be over in Boynton with Evan Darnell <laughs> and uh, eating. Uh, what does he say? Copious amounts. Copious of amounts of meat. I don't even really know what I'll be doing, but I'll I'll be there and hanging out. So you'll I be know, eating uh, copious amounts of meat. That's pretty much <laughs> the extent of what you'll be doing. I know I'm it sure. sounds like a lot of people are coming over there after they do their appearances at the studio too, and you guys will be there afterwards. So I know Kevin Shahan from Cigar Prop said that that he's coming to do your to do the thing at the show, and then he's going to run over to Boynton. So we we should have a bunch of nice people there. Yeah, um, it looks like Boynton's kind of become like the unofficial after party of the Great Smoke. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about uh, I know maybe you guys have postponed your Valentine's Day. You put our little logo up there. I, I've Day. never had Valentine's Day with my wife. Like for this is to be the fifteenth year now. Um, Lucky best. Well, I mean, look honestly, I might do something with her just because it lands on Sunday. Typically, it lands during the week, and it's just not happening. And um, but we kind of did ours a little bit earlier uh, this year. We did it a couple weeks ago. We had a little caviar night and champagne. But being that Sunday, you know, might do something special with her. But you know, like I, I've barely seen my own kids in the last two weeks. Poor kids yeah. are trying to stay up. You know, Alex said, you know, said to me the same thing the other day. Like, I gotta go home and see my son. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, we're just look. It's my wife's a trooper. God bless her. She's awesome. You know, anybody out there who really appreciates the great smoke, going smoking, going to smoking social, and you should give Brandy to Babna big thanks because you know I've seen this where guys like me sometimes get strapped because the women in their lives don't understand and aren't is you know, aren't as involved or care about what their husbands are doing, and they end up becoming an anchor and weighing them down and keeping them. And my wife's never been one of those people, man. She's uber supportive. I mean, never stresses me out. If I don't come home for days, she's like, can I bring you dinner? Ask Alex. The other night well, the other night when I worked through the night, she came here, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night? Bought Jeff me clothes. clothes, right? Uh. Yeah, she bought me clothes because I didn't want to work in my work clothes all day. I want to be comfortable. I knew I was going to be here all night. She came, The kids went to bed. Her sister was over. She drove down here and, and bought me a change of clothes so I could be comfortable all night. So, you know, but, you know, there's an old saying behind every great man, there's a great woman. And it's totally true in my, my scenario, man. She is incredible. So, you know, kudos to her and uh, not having a, a really legitimate Valentine's Day for like a decade and a half. But does it mean like uh, my wife doesn't really it's not really a big deal to her. I mean, we usually do something but this this year. We're going to do it on Monday and just Paul, go, it, go it's not it. a big deal. But for some women that shit like that is. Yeah. What about you, know, you, Alex? Is is your lady? Does she uh, make a big deal about Valentine's Day? She doesn't make a big deal out of it, but she's into all the holidays. She's asking me what I want for Valentine's Day, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want anything. So she's into it. Um, but she works on Sunday anyway. So by the time she gets home, you know, I'll be home and I'll have something 
planned out that I haven't done yet. I'm one of those last minute guys for this kind of things, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not really a big a big deal for us. Halloween's bigger here. You know, it was house. it was funny. My my kid yesterday was asking me if uh, if Valentine's Day had because they had a Valentine's party at their school. He was yeah. asking me if Valentine's Day had a guy. Like, you know, Christmas has Santa Claus and Easter has he. He's like, who's the Valentine's Day person? I'm like, oh, there kind of isn't one. Cupid, this guy in the corner of your screen yeah, right there. I guess. Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he wanted to know the guy associated with. Just tell him, no, Day. it's a it's a made up manufacturer holiday by the right. by Hallmark. Hallmark is the guy for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. oh, a multi-billion dollar corporation. I never understood this thing at schools with the kids, too. Like they make all the little Valentine's Day cards for yeah. everybody in the class. What, what's that about? I don't know. Why are ten year old kids? Why are ten and twelve year old and eight year old kids being everybody's Valentine and Valentine's Day? What a goofy thing! Am I the only one that finds that odd? Absolutely, but you know, Hallmark appreciates their business. Yeah, exactly. You know, my, my kids start stuffing all these packs and candy and writing mm-hmm. all their classmates' names on it. She's like, "What are you doing?" Well, it's Valentine's Day, and. Well, give it all to our classmates. Like, and then you put a, but then you put a special note in the one that you like. That everybody gets the same thing, so that it doesn't seem weird. And then you write a special note to that special someone. No. I, <laughs> I hope not. My kid's five. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, the cigar is starting out absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looks beautiful good. wrapper. You should come and grab one during the break, Alex. That was my plan. I'll come on the break too. It's only a 20 minute drive. You don't yeah. have to. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, uh, are we, uh, was there anything else? AJ smokes posted that there is a, a link that you can go to, uh, that I posted. It's the great slash things to know. Yes. So that you can be prepared. Yes. There's, listen, there's a couple things. There's things to know which you should read. There's the event schedule which you should read. Okay. It, it may change during this week, so I would check it during the week again, but it won't be by much. It'll be probably minutes. We got there's a couple things we got to tweak that we realized uh, yesterday. Uh, we had we had a situation with one of our entertainers yesterday. He, well, he, hey, yeah. Here's a question though. So for people that want to watch it, where will it be brought? Where will it actually be broadcast? Is it going to be on Facebook, YouTube, everywhere, yeah, everywhere? Facebook, YouTube. Right. If you go to thegreatsmoke.com, it'll say watch live, and then you can it'll take you wherever it wants to go. So if it's on if it's on YouTube or Facebook, you can stream it to your TV if you want to have it going the whole day while you're sitting outside or sitting wherever you sit. You can have it streamed to your TV if it's on YouTube or Facebook. That's that was my question. Yeah. So there's the event schedule. So stay on top of that throughout the week. And then the other thing was is this thing we did cocktail hour because we wanted some consumer interaction. So if, if you go to the website, you'll see cocktail hour where three times during the episode we're going to go to our uh, TGS bartender. And is that Ashley? That is Ashley Ashley Garcia. And she's going to make a cocktail for the hour. Now the recipes are all on thegreatsmoke.com. So if you want to get the ingredients and do this cocktail at the same time that we're going to be doing it in the studio. And hopefully across America, everybody in America can make a toast at the same time uh, during cocktail hour. Everybody drinking the same drink. Now, if you post a picture of the drink you make and hashtag TGS cocktail, um, if we pick your photo and air it during the show, we will send you a free bottle of the spirit that was featured in that cocktail. So 
just a little interactive thing, a little fun. We can all toast. And if you can send us a picture and Ashley likes it, we're going to let her judge the pictures and we, sh- we, we show your post on the air. Use the hashtag TGS cocktail. Um, you win a uh, free bottle of uh, the spirit that's featured uh, for that particular cocktail hour. There she yes. is. There she is. Look at I'm, that. You know, I know Ashley from the last place she worked. She's really? a, she was an awesome bartender. She's a, I mean, I would call her a mixologist, but she's a, a really great bartender. But I remember her because we got into a nice discussion with her at the last place that she worked. I was surprised to see that you got her. That's awesome. That oh, I works, have a, I have a quick her. announcement. I have a oh. quick announcement. Thanks to Paul's due diligence, not really, KMA Talk Radio is now available on Spotify. Hey. Don't know what Sweet. that means, but it sounds cool. Wait, weren't, wait, weren't we already on Spotify like two years ago? Yeah. yeah. And we let it go? Yeah, yeah, sure. I've only been telling people, I've only been telling you and Brian for the last two years. Thank you, Mr. Tavella. Available on Spotify. No, I I honestly thought we were because we had talked and we had a meeting about it two years ago. And Brian said he took care of it. The best we could afford. I don't use Spotify. That's so. I do. No, what do you use? Uh, I have a when you if you subscribe to SiriusXM, you get a premium Pandora subscription for free. So you get I have Pandora and Sirius. That's where I can you listen to podcasts on Pandora. I, I use iTunes to listen to podcasts. So you can't like the rest listen to of the podcasts. World. Who uses iTunes for podcasts? What the podcast app? Yeah, that's where I get all my podcasts, including ours. I listen to podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, so do I, but I listen to some on Spotify too. You know, uh, I don't listen to podcasts as much anymore because I don't drive anymore. I, I I'm in the, this house all day every day, but normally that's what I would listen to when I would drive. Yeah. I listen to my main man Ben Shapiro on Spotify. Of course, you do. Will ticket holders or other main have man? Okay, so here's an important question. Kirk Kendall, one of my favorite retailers in the country, Twin Smoke Shop. Um, we are putting so much into this production. And I keep telling people I, I, I do not believe we'll be profitable when this event is over, but I'm okay with that. And when they see the production value, I think they'll realize. But we're putting so much in this production, we are broadcasting this event to the world. Anybody who wants to see it, it's going to be public. It's going to be on our Facebook, YouTube channels. The only difference for the people who buy tickets is they will have access to the TGS event store. Everybody else is just going to be a spectator watching in the wings. Right. So if you don't have a ticket, you can look, but you can't touch. That's that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, but you this can is, watch. We, we don't want it to deprive any cigar aficionado out there in the world, whether they knew about TGS and didn't do it, or whether they find out about it the last minute, we don't want to deprive them about it, witnessing what we hope will be a very historic event and, and milestone and landmark and cigar events in the history of this industry. I'm excited. So I, I think I think we covered most of the bases of the questions. I think we're good to go. Maybe we should bring in our meet your maker. What do you think? All right, that's good. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Joining us live right now from actually, you're in South Florida now, right, Tom? I am in South Florida right now. Yeah, it was uh, too cold in Michigan, so I thought I'd come work in the office for uh, a month or so. 
<laughs> so joining us live from an undisclosed location in South Florida, it is uh, Mr. Tom Lazuka of Asylum Cigars. Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Hey, Alice. Thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, so you guys, you know, I know this is always the hectic time of year for you guys getting ready for uh, the Great Smoke. And now, uh, obviously, doing it a, uh, a new way is... Uh, probably add some additional things to you know preparation so uh i appreciate you guys taking the time today you have no idea tom no <laughs> i don't i don't listen to me I, i've said it before and I, I don't even say this in jest and alex alex will vouch for this if i had an inkling of what we were going to go through and how this was going to be i totally would have hired a company like three months ago just to videotape everything so we could do a documentary on on, on the putting together of this event because it's just really <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. But I, listen, I'll say it again. People receiving their boxes and all the people posting on Facebook, it's, it's given me, I don't know about you, Wade, but it's totally given me a second wind to uh, to push through this next week. I mean, it's it's got me jacked up. You see everybody else jacked up and you can't help it. It's contagious. People are loving, you know, that their boxes are starting to arrive. It is contagious. And that's why I kind of do this every year. You know, I mean, you really haven't gotten to experience you know, I got 15 years of this, so you, you haven't got to experience this at the most. It's kind of your first run through, but yes, um, that feeling at the end. Oh, well, first off, during the event when I have to shake like 1,500 people's hands, and 1,500 people come out of the blue and tell you how grateful, how thankful they are. That's, I mean, that's just an amazing experience. And then when I scream at the end of the event, the stage, and everybody's going nuts, that that's pretty much what all the work sums up to. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a goosebump moment you know when you lose your when you lose your voice and your brain is just going oh thank god right every year every year in fact my daughter said to me last night she goes how are you going to do a broadcast you usually have no voice that day i said there's no event i'm not running around screaming yelling looking for employees i'm sitting at a desk talking so i think my voice will will make it because literally last year was so bad I got laryngitis. I couldn't talk at the brunch and the Monday after. Literally couldn't utter a word out of my mouth. It was, it was the worst ever last year. Huh. Tom, have yep. you, you've been to Great Smokes before, right? I've been to many of them. Absolutely, yeah. I think we've been doing it for five or six years with you now, Abe. You know, we well, started... Yeah, Christian uh, was doing it from year one with Camacho. With so. Camacho, yeah, and then we, you know, we've been doing it. Uh, hey, listen, it's a it's a hot event. So the the first couple of years, obviously, when we started in 2012, there wasn't even space for us to be in. And then obviously, uh, uh, eventually, Abe was like, "Hey, you want to be in? Are you in or you're out?" And we said, "We're in." So we've been in since then. I think it's been six years. I think so. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great event to come to. Uh, especially again, like us the northern folk, we, uh, you know, when it's uh, zero degrees in February, it's a, it's, it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time. It's a great time of year to get out of the the cold and come down. Absolutely. To so uh, no, it's it's fun. We're excited. This year should be very, very interesting. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I think that's enough TGS talk. Let's talk about you, Tom. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's been uh, an interesting year. I mean, you know, it's funny with everything happening. Business has, has been fantastic still. You know, this, uh, you know, the biggest problems we have are in Honduras and Nicaragua with keeping up with production. Uh, rollers and things like that are the, the toughest part right now. But 
overall, you know, it's it's been good. You know, I've been down here. I drove down to Florida about uh, on the first. So, uh, no, I drove down to Florida on the sixth. So, been down here for a little while, and uh, just going into the office, kind of trying to get some something that's normal in my life. You know, sitting at home and you know not really traveling with our salespeople, which I'm normally on the road all the time working, uh, you know, going to retailers and things like that. But so it's been good to get in the office and be productive. We've got a lot of new things we're working on and, and design. And uh, so hopefully we'll get to Honduras uh, next week or the week after and, and start developing the blends on those for later this year. Tom, let me ask you a question. Before the show, Alex and Paul was talking to me and trying to figure out what exactly how Asylum Cigars fit into you know, Tobacco Lares, Unidas, you know, Christian's company. And I kind of explained to them when it launched that it was a company that was kind of outside of Christian's brand dedicated to doing these brands with other people. Yes. And there was at least three that I can remember off the top of my head, right? He had done a project with Robert Caldwell. Yep. Um, and uh, Grace Sotolongo. And you with Asylum. And those are the three I can remember. Obviously, the other two brands are gone. They don't exist. They've left the, the thing. Why do you think you're the one brand that that, that has blown up and really uh, taken off compared to the other projects? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think uh, timing, price, the product, uh, a, a lot of things, you know. And, and fortunately enough for me, uh, I had already been in the business for about a dozen years and and met a lot of customers throughout the years, taking them to Honduras, doing the Camp Camacho trips, uh, you know, for the years I was with Camacho. So it was very easy for me to walk into a store. I had a relationship with a lot of the retailers already. Uh, and we had a product that uh, I think, you know, people weren't sure about, obviously, with the big ring gauge stuff, the 70s. But uh, once they... Uh, got them in, they, they, they started selling. And so, you know, it's a lot easier to uh, be successful when people are asking for it or it, it's turning on the shelves. So do you, uh, do you think that that was one of the reasons? Because look, I'm going to tell you something, you know, anybody who's a retailer will tell you 60, 70 engaged cigars sell. Yeah. They sell, consumers want them, they buy them. But I, it's really funny because it's also one of those cigars I hear most people complain about, you know. You know, part of my Cigar of the Month Club philosophy, the one that we run here at Smoke In, is you should try things. Things that yeah. you might not be willing to try. So I remember we threw one 60, 70, maybe, maybe it was an 80. Um, what, what's the F-bomb? Is that 80? 70? That's been also F-bomb? Mm, I think it's a 70. A 70? I threw one of the Cigars of the Month. And, you know, because... That, that's what that Cigar of the Month program is about. It's about expanding horizons and trying things. And, man, I think that was the one that most people we had comments of, oh, I'm giving this one away. We were, they were just 70, you know, 70 ring gauge. Yeah, 70. So they were, they were a little freaked out about it. And, um, you know, I would say, look, you got it in your Cigar of the Month club. Try it. You know, and then there were some guys who did or not. But I think is it, it, for our retail experience that you are – ring gauges was part of the allure that got people to try them and like them i think that was i think that was a key differentiating factor than the other projects that christian had put together which i think made it take off a hundred percent you know when we, when we talk about it you know as you create a, a company and a brand 
Um, usually a brand has something that's recognizable, right? Like if you think of Mercedes or Rolex or something, you think luxury, whatever it is, is uh, you know, Asylum, just you think big ring gauge. You know, people, <laughs> I still get asked, do you make a Robusto? When are you going to start making Robustos? I'm like, I made Robustos from day one. You just, everybody gravitated to those big ring gauge cigars. And, and uh, you know, we weren't the first people, obviously, to do the 70, but we provided it. You know, I think the, the key to our success was uh, being able to ship it. We, we had it. We had the cigars and we had uh, tobacco and we could uh, we could ship. So they weren't back ordered, uh, you know, that we always had them in stock. And so it really helped that brand grow very quickly. What um, what's the deal with the logo? How did that come about? It's very interesting. I mean, it's very Grateful Deadish. Yeah, it, you know, the, the, obviously the names and the brands we came up with, but we actually used a gentleman named Michael Barnhart out of Kansas City actually designed the band for us, uh, the original logo. And so, and we obviously it's still working today. People somehow uh, have been attracted to the brand and the style of cigar. It's always been a fair price point cigar. So, um you know, in, in the big ring gauges, and we have such a mix of, of people who smoke them. So it, it's been pretty amazing to watch and, and see where, you know, because you, you know, there's no target audience for us. So, we you know, we didn't uh, try and target any one group or anything. It just kind of happened on its own. But were you involved in that? process of the art i mean was that kind of any your creativity process or did someone just design it for you and you looked at it and said i like it because i'm trying to yeah so most of the art like me a by you know i look like a little kid with crayons you know i cannot <laughs> draw i have no ability to to take what's here and, and put it on the paper you know what i mean so uh no, so we come we basically kind of derive a concept or what we're looking for and then uh, you know, like Raul, when we come up with a new band or a new concept now, our guy in the office and marketing, uh, I'm usually giving him or Christian's giving him uh, the ideas of what we want. Then he starts putting it together and we tell him, uh, you know, are, no, that's, you're not even close or this is what I want. And we start making the adjustments. So we had a basic idea, but the shield and the skull and the shape of the skull was all done by, by him. So it was, uh, it you know, we unique. had the, it is unique for yeah, sure, so, in, the, in the cigar world. Yeah. So we had the, you know, a concept and an idea of the brand, but we didn't really know what it was. And, and Asylum developed very quickly, you know, when, uh, obviously, uh, Christian's non-compete ended with, uh, with Davidoff and, uh, me and him had made a decision to start this together. Uh, a lot of the focus was on CLE very quickly. And then, you know, I, you can only make so many cigars out of the same place. And, and Christian and I, you know, Christian's like, we should go to Nicaragua and see what we can get done there. And I mean, it, it, it happened very quickly that we developed a, a, a asylum, uh, developed within really less than a month. We developed the blends, the cigars, the, 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 the artwork, and it, it was on its way in, you know, in three, three, four months it was to market. So, Now, you talked about having some new projects uh, that you're down here want to work on. Can you talk about any of them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, we've got a couple new things for this year that we're we're we're, we're pushing out. We've done the uh, the last few years. We've done our Asylum uh, limited edition LE series called the uh, just Asylum Seven was our first one. Asylum Eight, and so we're working on the the blend for Asylum Nine. So, yeah, that's it. So we'll I want to doing... talk about the band on the Asylum Eight, though, because okay. that's something that a lot of the uh, a lot of the reviewers have brought up with the Asylum Eight. And yeah. something that I'm going to put it up on the screen because it is, I mean, look at how elaborate that that band is. Yeah, if, if, if you if you really look at it, see the little coins with the faces that one's Christian, one's me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we put our we put wigs on. <laughs> but uh that's pretty funny yeah no you know we sat down with that raul this was a vision of mine that uh i really wanted to do something you know the whole idea of that series is with big ring gauges there's not a lot of choices for guys so you know if you're an everyday smoker you you smoke uh you know, a, a Padron Thousand series or a Fuente, regular Fuente line or something like that. But when you want to celebrate, you you could go up to an Opus. You could go up to a 1926. You know, there, you could go up to a VSG with Ashton. Uh, you know, the big ring gauge guy hasn't had that. So the idea with that cigar was to, um, you know, make a uh, ultra premium kind of celebratory cigar for the big ring gauge smokers. So we do it in a 70 and we do it in 1118. We just do the two sizes and uh, we, you know, we do a thousand boxes a year and we, we, we sell them out. And so, uh, but yeah, you know, we do it. It was, we wanted something very unique. And again, Raul did it. You know, I kind of gave him the outline and Christian, we kind of put our ideas together what we're looking for. And then He's been great at putting it, putting kind of our vision together and adding his touches to it. So it's a, it's a pretty, you know, group effort. Now, one of our listeners asked, and, and we were actually asking because we've had Big Time Tommy on the show. And if anybody knows Big Time Tommy, he smokes Asylum cigars. I mean, exclusively. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he almost he smokes an Asylum 13. I mean, you probably even know what the exact cigar is that he smokes, but it, he only smokes one cigar, basically. And he's everywhere he goes. He has one in his mouth, whether it's lit or not. <laughs> yeah, it was pr pretty pretty amazing story. You know, obviously we we saw him uh, years ago when it was on America's Got Talent, I think, and he was on the stage with Nick Cannon, and he ha had our asylums yeah. on the uh, uh, on the show, and uh, it was you know we would, were trying to reach out to him, and it was supposed to go to some pizza place, and but that was his cousin's pizza place, so the connection never really happened. And then, you know, he was hanging out at a store in, 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 in New York and, uh, you know, our sales rep, Robert Wright up there has been in the business for over 30 years. He's like, ah, this guy comes in here. You got to see, you got to talk to him. And then I remember I, I, you know, I'd sat down, I was in the store with Vincent and, and I think his store's Delray Beach. Abe, is that, is that yep, where yes. his store's in? Vincent's yeah, store? Smoking, smoking yeah, Delray the smoke in Delray beach. So that's kind of where the project was born again. Smoke in, you know, we Vincent's like, Oh, I know Tommy. I've been trying to get a hold of me. So he called him up. We started talking. And then uh, ever since me and Tommy have been working on putting this project together. So uh, the cigars will be, uh, you know, in Miami next week, or, you know, beginning of March. So they'll, they'll, they'll ship. So we haven't really started selling them yet. But they'll be in Miami. We tell me we wanted to do the launch parties first and get them set up. So he's got a couple stores he wants to do 
the launch before we so to you know to kind of give his friends like Vincent the guys who have supported him and uh, re really been behind him. So those guys are going to get the, the first couple of events, and then uh, we'll start selling it to uh, the brick and mortar shops. And he'll have his own website selling it and things like that. So it's a good project. Uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun uh, working with Tommy and and getting it done. So I'm looking forward to getting doing the event with him, and hope, what hopefully hopefully we'll. Called? It's just called the Big Time Tommy Edition. It's a 770, obviously. We made a special blend for for Tommy. Uh, you know, and you'll, you'll see, I, if I had it, I'd kind of give you a little preview, but I don't have, if I was in the office, we just got, you know, the boxes, a couple of the boxes in to do artwork and photography. But, you know, it, it's very Big Time Tommy. So I, I think, uh, you know, it, it, it'll do well. We'll have to have him on again when, he, uh, when, it, when it gets released and, and have him talk about it i'm sure we could get a full two hours out of him just talking about the cigar and the uh, listen, you're not slowing that guy down man <laughs> well that's pretty cool so that's something to look for uh sometime this year correct yeah probably next month you know we'll probably nice. do the launch parties hopefully uh you know i got to talk to vincent tommy said he's going to call him and and so we can get cigars out to him and get this uh the, the launch events planned and then we'll start shipping it nationwide what what other cigars are you planning for the upcoming year? Is there anything else that we should know yeah, about? Well, we have the, the Asylum 9 um, is coming. You know, we have another one that we're working on. Uh, it, it is, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. If anyone on the show here is a Seinfeld fan, but there was a episode uh, where it was, he was told to say Serenity Now, and the dad would say Serenity yeah. Now, Serenity Now, so... Uh, so we, we're doing a, a, a box where, where it's again, asylum, we do 50 count boxes. So I know you all hate us, but, uh, so it'll be, uh, serenity now is, is 25, uh, it'll be 25 Connecticut, more mild to medium cigars. And then insanity later is the full body cigar that'll be in there. So, uh, Nice. But we'll have those. They'll, they'll come in 25 counts also. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're trying to get that project finished up. Um, and then we have a number of pro we we really got a lot on the plate for Asylum. You know, we've got a number of these. Uh, you know, we started. We've got all these overrun cigars or test blends that we never came out with. That you know, we might have 10 or 12,000 or 3,000 of these cigars. So. Uh, you know, we're going to start packaging those. We started doing them this year with the Friday, the uh, uh, Friday the thirteenth edition. So every Friday the thirteenth, we we will launch another one of those, and uh, and then we're you know we're working. I don't have a name for it, but we we have another cigar that we're we're going to try and get ready for the trade show. Um, we just don't have the name for it, but it'll be uh, uh, you know a. a premium asylum cigar and ultra premium type you know a little bit higher price point but uh we hope to make it uh really a special cigar and uh so we've got uh, you know and who knows I, i'm probably forgetting something but we've, we've got a bunch of you know small things in the works big things in the works and you know there's a couple possible private label projects we're working on with some companies so it's uh it's a it's a full full plate of stuff that we got going so when you well, talk about making the names Obviously, if any anybody that knows Asylum knows Paul, that. Paul, you turn your up a little bit? You're a little bit low. Oh yeah, sure. Um, anyone that knows 
knows about Asylum, is that better for you? Yes. Anyone that knows about Asylum knows that you have some pretty unique names. So just, <laughs> just a couple of them, Pictophilia, Schizo, Medulla Oblongata, <laughs> Insidious. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Who comes up with those names? Where, like, where did this idea come from? What do you, what, you know, you that <laughs> they're, they're, again, they're completely random. Like, you know, me and Christian, when we sit together, like, it, it, we just start pounding things out, name after name after name, and they all go down into a list. And, and then we check trademarks and all that stuff. And then we're like, ah, you know, a couple swear words and then we're, we're back because somebody might already had a trademark or something like that. And we start over. Right. Uh, but let's, I, I look at like medical terms. I, I go to, a, you know, like what, what's the term for, you know, uh, a medical term for this. And, and it'll come up with some name and that's like 600 you know, uh, letters long. So we're like, okay, can't use that. But, uh, so we just try and look at, but we try and look for things that fit like the, you know, sure. the nectophilia, which, uh, is not necrophilia, which everybody likes to say, <laughs> uh, it, but th you know, that cigar, the, the nectophilia is a pension for the dark. So that's a cigar that's very dark, very rich, you know, uh, so it, it we try and make them that kind of fit the the idea not just kind of a, a name and just say okay that's a cool name let's throw it in we, we we really do want it to kind of fit what we're trying to do in the process too well you talked about projects so i mean i'm gonna break a little bit of news here because i know i know christian's family for many many years i know you guys are really into blends and working blends i mean you know christian's dad was a farmer you know knows tobacco still is still is a yeah. farmer yeah, yeah. Still is. <laughs> And, and knows knows tobacco just about as well as anybody. So, you know, one of the things, one of the projects, and I'll mention now because no one knows which month you're in, but you're one of the guys we went to for our connoisseur club. Yes. So, you know, we asked you to make 650 unique cigars for our members to smoke. And, I'll, you know, nobody will know what month it is, but uh, they'll get one of your blends this year, an exclusive blend. You know, we launched ah. it last month. We, we launched it last month, and, and the reveal date is tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Everybody who joined our connoisseur club will get to find out who made the cigar, what's in it, where it's from, and there'll be a little video presentation from the manufacturer talking about it. So I, I'm kind of excited for tomorrow. I'm kind of glad I'm. That's like my last non-working day before the great smoke. Going to go yeah. Pay attention. Watch what the watch what the, some of the comments are and the reveals are and how shocked some people are going to be. But um, I've been totally happy with the way this club started out in month one. And, I, and it's just going to keep getting better and evolve. So uh, kudos to you, and thank you for being part of our Connoisseur Club and a partner, partnering manufacturer in the club. Uh, and, my uh, pleasure. I'm personally looking forward to seeing some of the blends. Uh, and one of your and yours is one of the ones I, I, I can't wait to try and see how it's uh, perceived by everybody there. So there's a there's a little cookie Easter egg uh, for you guys that uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm making a uh, blend for us for the Connoisseur Club. Abe, do you try them before they go out? For the connoisseur club, we do. absolutely, we do. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's In fact, I mean, I mean, look, I'm more concerned. Look, sometimes stuff happens. Look, Tom will tell you, right? See, you know, you know, there's there's some misconceptions on what the connoisseur club is, right? And you know, this is more about experiencing tobacco and 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 how we perceive tobacco and how we taste tobacco and and breaking down some of the psychological barriers we have when we try cigars because we go in there with some predispositions of what we think. So. Um, but you know, 650 is nothing run. So sometimes if there's a problem, 
it's, it's a millisecond and all of them have it. So I'm personally concerned about just making sure there's not a quality control problem. So we'll try a couple as they come in to, to, to make sure that that's not existent. Um, but my guys all sit together and do blind things themselves. They, they, they have one of our employees, you know, unmark that, you know, make sure they're not marked and, and put them out there. And then they're playing the game themselves, trying to see which ones they like and which ones, you know, if they can figure out who's is who's. When you guys do that, do you know, you guys know which five? Are so we, yeah, we know the five that are involved. So we kind of have a little more of a curve to work with than, you know, your typical connoisseur club smoker. But still, even with that, you know, it's um, and 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 the the tricky part is with connoisseurs because everybody's making such limited batches, they can go, you know, way outside their wheelhouse and really throw you for a curveball. Where you know, you think this kind of you know, it's more of like, all right, this definitely isn't this guy, this guy, and this guy, because you just expect a certain type of cigar from a particular manufacturer, but they have the leeway with this to kind of go outside of their wheelhouse, and you might be surprised. You know, it's funny, now, I'll be interested to watch all the um, all the social chats and videos we do um, when everybody gets together and and smokes the cigars because i can guarantee you now people in their thought process will bring up well abe did say you know asylum was doing this could be this could be that one or this could be that one it'll it'll definitely they take the notes i'm telling you every little piece of information we give that they they take that to try and no i i've seen it i mean i i think i've seen guys like quentin like make make comments about who we've talked about on the show that right. is making one sometime in this entire process. Right. So I've seen him list like, you know, Nick Melillo is going to be in here. Now he's got Asylum on there. He's got, right. he's got Tom on there. He knows that Espinosa is <laughs> making one. So I I think they're all taking notes and trying to keep that in their head. But out of all the the months that, that are going to happen, how the hell – like, I, I don't know. It will be interesting to see if anyone gets any of them right, in all honesty. I will tell you this. I, I I'm all over social media. I watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen one person make the right guess. You haven't. One. one. I've seen one. One person. You've seen one. Okay. Wow. Uh, should we even give them a hint to who that one is? No. Is it a manufacturer? Is it Dion? Yeah. <laughs> Reveal day is tomorrow. That's true. The one person who I saw guess correctly is actually watching KMA right now. Oh. Nice. Nice. You like that one? If I if I guess who it is, will you tell me? Absolutely, positively not. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, but listen, we got some. We got a gift special going out to all our Connoisseur Club members. The Connoisseur Club folders. Did those go out yet? No, they'll go out with Connoisseur. Oh, you guys sent them both at the same time. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. So yeah, we made a little folder. Little Connoisseur Club folders. Everybody can keep their notes and track it over the oh, year. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea. Month. We got some slots still open, so if you don't know what it's about, just go to smoking.com, hit the Connoisseur Club button. You can check it out. There's still, I think, about 100 slots left before we sell out because all these cigars were in the queue to be manufactured since last year. So when the slots fill, they're filled. Tom, did you guys use this as like kind of like a, a testing ground? Because that, that was our thought that some of the some of the manufacturers, this might be a, a fun way for them to kind of go out of their wheelhouse and try something just to see how it's perceived without a brand attached to it right away. Yeah. You know, when we do these things, uh, you know, sometimes we might already have them obviously with COVID this year, 
It's a little tougher because we haven't been able to get down there as much. You know, obviously yeah. Nicaragua, I, I haven't been to in, in, in over a year now. You know, like you were saying earlier, Pete, you know, has to do the show from Nicaragua. Uh, you know, Christian's been in Honduras more often, but this will be my first trip down to Honduras in, in, in probably 15 months. So I'm looking forward to getting down there and doing that. So, you know, on, uh, you know, with this one, the good part is for us is Christian's father, uh, you know, who, who Abe is still a farmer at 74, 75 years old now. Uh, you know, this guy's amazing because he really is up and at it every day at like five in the morning. And he goes to the fields, he goes to the barns, he goes to the uh, to, to, to the factory. And obviously he has his own brand that he's doing now with, uh, uh, you know, his other son, um, Husto. And so he, he's, the guy just loves it. And so he's constantly making uh, hybrid tobaccos, growing, uh, you know, different seeds from different regions in, in Honduras. So we always have these uh, blends that uh, have never have maybe haven't made it to market yet with us, but we have cigars. So it, it's something that is uh, we, we always do have. So it, it's been fortunate for us to be able to do that because again, we they just haven't been able to get to Honduras or, or Nicaragua. Uh, my understanding is getting out of Nicaragua is the hard part because you have to have the test. The only they, they, they do it in one place in Managua and it's between seven and 11 in the morning. And if you don't get on the, if you're not in, you don't go. So that's, yeah, the, that's what Saka was saying. He said, right. yeah, he yeah. Had no problem hard. getting there, but getting back was, was the, issue. yeah. So, you know, huh? we'll, we'll, we'll see with that stuff, but ho hopefully that gets better soon. All right, we got to take a short break. After the break, I'm going to tell Tom a story about Julio Oro because, I mean, I, he is an extremely passionate farmer. I had an amazing experience with him, and we'll tell that story after the break. We also got Scoop with Coop this week, and, of course, Tale of the Tape, all in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Celebrating 85 years of success, the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary is a tribute to the outstanding accomplishments Monte Cristo has achieved since the brand's inception. This cigar comes from the creative minds of Rafael Nadal, AJ Fernandez, and the Grupo de Maestros. It is a full-body Nicaraguan puro that pays homage to the original tobaccos used in the very first Monte Cristo cigar. Flavor notes you'll detect while smoking are pepper, cedar, and chocolate, all of which pair perfectly with a cappuccino. No matter what four sizes you pick, this classic smoke will send you on a trip down memory lane and all the way back to 1935. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. All right, and this week I will be unmuted when I do this live read for our new sponsor, Bonner Private Wines. You ever go out to a barbecue joint and the next day you're still like kind of digesting that meat? You know the feeling, you know what I mean, the little burps here and there. Here's a tip for that. Drink red wine. Not only does it taste great, but red wine actually makes you digest meat more effectively. In fact, according to some studies, it even makes red meat healthier. But not all red wines are equal, as you may or may not know. 
You don't want some mass market red wine full of chemicals, pesticides, additives, flavor additives. Instead, you got to check the Extreme Altitude Malbec from Argentina from our friends at Bonner Private Wines. Extreme Altitude means that the grapes are grown at around 9,000 feet. So the vines are under stress, and that means all of those nutrients and all of those flavors stay in the grape to preserve them. Fed off of pure, pure snow melt, no excess chemicals, notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, dark cherry, perfect for a cigar. The guys over at KMAWines.com, our friends Bonner Private Wines, are telling us that they just got a special shipment of these wines in, including one from the third highest vineyard in the world called Sinal, one that I actually drank last night. You can get 53% off if you go there today, but it's only for KMA Talk, KMA Talk Radio listeners, and it's only if you go to KMAWines.com. So again, check it out, KMAWines.com with our friends at Bonner Private Wines. And we are back to KMA Talk Radio, speaking to our special guest, Tom Lazuka. And as we bring everybody back into the feed here, there we go. Let me put Abe in the top spot so that he... Uh, he gets his, his proper billing. A- executive producer of the Great Smoke, as you yeah. may or may not have heard. I actually get to put it on my resume now, if I need a resume at 50. But yeah, I'm an executive yeah. producer of the Great Smoke. So, so it's funny. We were Last week we were talking to, uh, or two weeks ago, we were talking to Dion of Illusion, and we were talking about his hair, and Abe was saying that, you know, he like, has some of the best hair in the industry, yeah. and Juan Cancel and Kurt Kendall both agree that you win best hair. So, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, maybe I'll get number one cigar someday, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take the consolation prize of best hair. I, I, I thought I have it. Come on, Tom. You peaked with the hair, man. That's a lifetime achievement award. There you go. I, I did. At least I peaked somewhere, okay? I'm, 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 I'm happy. <laughs> so, tell you an interesting story about Julio Roa. Um, Sal Fontana, uh, who was my mentor, um, this is actually, this month was the 10th anniversary of his passing away. Um, I made a tribute post in our in our Smoking Social Facebook group. Awesome uh, post, Dave. Awesome thank post. You. Thank you. If, if you're not a member, it's a really great group, and we have such a nice culture in that group. Check us out at Smoke In Social on Facebook. Um, but I made a tribute post because it is the tenth year, tenth uh, year since his passing, and he was really one of my biggest influencers and mentors. Um, and I really miss him in moments like these, like with the Great Smoke, which is what got me thinking about Sal. Because you know, even my wife and my father sometimes, when I try to share accomplishments with them or things that we do in the industry, like when we first did our first micro blend and how it took off and you know, they're proud and they get it, but they don't really understand it. Where Sal was that guy I always went to who really got what we did and, and was always very proud of me. And, um, you know, when I first came out, I mean, I've made this public over the years now, but, you know, uh, if you don't know it, um, Triple Maduro that Camacho made was, a, was an idea I had and I wanted to do. And um, I had gone to two companies prior who showed big interest and didn't want to do it. And Sal really wanted me to take it to Julio and Christian Aroa and um, basically made me go down to Honduras. Um, literally forced me to go down to Honduras. There was a couple of things in my life Sal forced me to do. Joining the TAA was one. And um, I didn't want to go to Honduras. And, uh, you know, he took me down there and told Julio about the idea. And Julio 
just went nuts at the thought of an all Maduro cigar. I mean, he, he really did. And I was down there for five days. And like before I left, he bought me like three different versions of an all Maduro cigar. I said, don't smoke them for two weeks. And like that's how excited he was about doing that triple Maduro project. So, um, you know, uh, we ended up uh, letting them use the name, license the name to Camacho for many, many years. And then obviously Davidoff took it over and then Davidoff paid me off so they didn't have to send me my checks every month anymore. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, I'll never forget that experience, how, how excited he was. He was just, he, he just hit him home and he insisted. And then I didn't see him for two days. Yeah. But he just disappeared. He was gone. Oh. He, he still does that. Like today, we'll go down for four or five days, and I might, you know, I, I'll see him in the factory if I go to where he is or something. But, you know, he he's he keeps himself amazingly busy, and uh, he he just he loves doing what he's doing. You know, he's a farmer, a tobacco guy through and through, and uh, to this day, you know, he 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 is still the same man and still trying to come up with new things and new ideas and. Uh, you know, it, it's been a pleasure to work with him for so long, you know, between yeah, Christian yeah. And, and his dad. And, you know, I, I loved your post on Sal and, you know, before the show, when we were, uh, you know, getting the mics and everything set up and, uh, you know, it, it made me feel like a Sal moment, Abe. He, 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 Sal had a lot of sayings. And, uh, so I remember yeah, working yeah. with him, Paul, one day and, 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 uh, so I remember me and Sal are working together, and he says, uh, hey, Tom, you know, very sincere. He says, Tom, you know, I wish I had 100 just like you, Tom, you know, and you sit back and you say, oh, Abe, thank you, man. That's really nice. And, he, and then he stops. He goes, the problem is I got 200. <laughs> and, and I thought that that, I, that that was Abe's talk to you this morning, I think, before we got on the show. I'm like, hey, hey, that's a sale moment. That's that's Abe's that's Abe's talk with me every day, and and it's funny because you're not the you're not the first one to mention that that when he does that, it kind of sounds like Sal. You know, a lot of industry guys come on here, and Abe's screaming at me. I, I mean, he literally Tom's witness. Abe was screaming at me until we went live, and then he comes on. Hey, good morning, KMA Talk Radio. But two seconds before, he's like, "You're a fucking moron." <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I, it reminds me of my it reminds me of my childhood. That's that's why I guess I I, uh, I put up with it. That's don't be an idiot. Don't be a moron is what my my dad used to say a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, I, miss, I sent you a pic, I sent you a picture, Paul. I know. I'm trying to. Uh, I got I got to convert it, but I'll get it. I'll get a picture of Sal up there. Yeah, yeah. Sal Sal was great. I miss him. I miss him a lot. He'd be he'd be real proud. But um. That being said, let's get off that uh, topic. But yeah, you know, Julio disappeared. We disappeared, and then he he just he rushed to catch me before I left because he wanted to give me those samples. And you know, if you know anything about tobacco, you know at that time there had never been an all Maduro cigar. You know, the combustibility was a big issue. How do you make a cigar with all three components this leaf that's typically moist? Yeah, and, and thick and, on top of thick. it, you know. Yeah. How is it gonna stay lit? And and who that's why he made three different versions. He was really into it. And obviously Triple Maduro was a landmark you know, front mark for Camacho brand and uh uh and, and is still selling very well today. So, you know, that was kind of cool to be part of that experience. Did you that's just true. were you just like, Hey, why the hell wouldn't we make everything out of Maduro? 
No, like, was, did, did people think you were crazy? No, it was a funny story. What happened was there was a guy, a regular at, at our shop in our old West Palm Beach store who, uh, it was a Saturday. I can't even tell you it was a Saturday. We were having our Saturday lunch with the boys. And okay. he bought a Diamond Crown Maduro, which, you know, it's got that dark Maduro wrapper, right? So we're all sitting there and he cuts it. And of course, he sees all the natural tobacco inside. And he goes, what the fuck? Look at this. It's not Maduro on the inside. I started laughing. You know, and everybody started laughing. Dude, that's not, not how it works. And I started explaining to him that they cure the leaf. And it's a, it's a, it's a process for a wrapper. But they don't use Maduro you know, as binder and filler. Or definitely not filler. So that's when the bell went off. You know, and and then and and the first thing I did the next day was trademark every variation of triple Maduro, Puro Maduro, everything I could. <laughs> yeah, and then I started reaching out to manufacturers. The first one was Oliva, who seemed very excited at the time, and you know, either just never got around to it or never got back to me. We tried, and then you know, finally I just moved on, and I went to Rocky, Rocky. Uh, you know, you know they they get excited, they like it, then they don't want to give you the time of day because they're too busy, you know. And right. uh, Sal just said, look, 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 bring it down to Julio and Christian. They'll do it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Christian, Christian, when he was a lot younger, was a little bit of, you know, hard to work with. And, you know, I'd already had some past experience with him. And, and uh, so, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Abe. Not a clue, right? Not well, a clue. Me, listen, for you, he still might be hard to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that's made it 20 years. <laughs> it is dad. It's dad. Here we there, he is, there he is. That that was what? in my old, old West Palm Beach store, and I, I have no clue why he chose a Java. He never smoked flavored cigars. So I was going to ask you, and it's a flat Java. What what is that cigar that, that he smoked? That was the weave. That was the weave. Dave sat on it. Listen, Alex. It, <laughs> it was a weave. And Drew Estate had come out with this patented thing called the weave. It was like a tongue depressor cigar, and they had done it with the acid. And of course, Drew Estate makes the java cigars for rocky so that was a size that translated to java i think sal was just enamored with the shape so let me try this because he sal would always smoke little tin cigarillos and he and he'd have if he came to visit me for a couple hours on a saturday there'd be eight of them lit up all over the shop before he left you know literally <laughs> and um, literally but that was a saturday he would visit us every saturday if not sometimes during the week but definitely saturday for lunch because all the boys would always cook and have lunch and um we took that on a Saturday, and you know that was probably about that picture is probably about at least two or three years before he passed. So that's 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 my man, Sal Fontana, who who you know, sadly enough, not a lot of people today in the consumer market know of him. You know because he was you know Sal was somebody from within the industry who was extremely loved. I mean he hand hand walked me to literally everybody from Carlito Fuente to Lou Rothman to Robbie Levine. To Ernesto Perez, I mean, he hand walked me and introduced me to everybody just when I was getting started in this business. And everybody, everybody loves Sal. In fact, I was just talking to Marvin Samuel, um, from Drew, from you know, formerly from Drew Estate, um, this weekend, and he was telling me the story about how when we went to go visit him in hospice, you know, and, and Sal's Sal's final week in hospice was kind of funny because his family was taking him out to dinner every night and I was going with them. And like the hospice people literally said like, you know, this is not club med. You know, you're, not, you're, you're not checking in not to go to dinner, but you know, Sal was just, that was Sal. You're like, ah, I don't care. He just did what he wanted to do. Always did. And um, literally he was in hospice, all his hair gone and he's taking a phone order from JR. Yeah. 
And, and he's telling the guy, he's telling the guy on the phone, this is the last order you're ever going to give me. That's not big enough. That's right. Make it wow. a good one. Make yeah, it a good make one. It a good one. Did, yeah. That was South Montana. Yeah. Yeah. To the Pretty end. Well. Yeah. To the end. To the end. Was he able to, uh, my grandfather, when he was in hospice, begged me, and we did, begged me to sneak in a Manhattan for him. I remember he, he had him in Manhattan three days before he died, and and he uh, he I showed up to see him, and he goes, "Listen, I gotta get the hell out of here." I was like, I, "It's nothing I can do, Grandpa. It's out of my hands." He goes, "At least bring me a fucking drink." He goes, and "I'm like, what do you want?" And he goes, "Manhattan." So I literally I went to a bar down the road, and I had them put in a plastic cup with like a coffee cup with a lid, and I brought it back to him, and he just sipped it, sat back. He's like, "Thank God." <laughs> I wasn't a big drinker. But Sal loved food. So yeah, he used, right. to, he used to go to this place called um, Philomena's. Which oh, the best. The, the best. best. They, had, they had this penny vodka, which I just called, like, you might as well be just start doing crack. That's, right. how, that's how incredible it was. So I remember we bought him a tray of, from Philomena's. And then, you know, when, when I first moved here, I mean, now, now his daughter lives here. And I think uh, one of his sons part-time here. Um, but none of his siblings, none of his children lived in Florida. So Sal had like every holiday at my house and he would die for my wife's homemade cranberry sauce. Like we'd take a big jar of it every year. And we actually made him a Thanksgiving dinner with my wife's cranberry sauce and bought it to him while he was in hospice. So he didn't have booze, but there was a lot of food coming into that place. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of food coming into that place. That's great. So, Philippines uh, on, I think, Abe, right? What was that? Philomena's, I think, is gone, right? No longer. Philomena's, listen to me, I used to go down when I took over the Pompano store, and that's kind of when I discovered it. Great, great place. I used to go down every Tuesday and have lunch. I'd meet anybody who wanted to meet me there. It would be Eric Espinosa, Jim Clue. Anybody in the industry wanted to meet, meet us there. We met reps and manufacturers. But I would have lunch like clockwork every Tuesday, like at 2 o'clock. And then we'd go to Pompano, and I would work the Pompano store. And then a lot of the regulars would come, and after we'd close, we'd play cards till like, you know, 12, 1 in the morning. But we did that for years. And then uh, we showed up one day. And it's a gas line problem. Closed. We're like, oh, that sucked. And it just never opened up after that. Now, she had she had a kitchen the size of about half my office. I, I kid you not. I mean, the and whole the store was, was just a small little storefront. Yeah. Menu on the whole, wall. Yeah. And every table said reserved on it when you walked in. It could be nobody in the restaurant. People <laughs> said reserved on it. And, like, you know, I, I'm working today. Sometimes I get a call, and I would go outside, and this, this woman, Philomena, who ran it, was, like, 70-some years old. She would open the door and say, your fucking food's getting cold. Get off the goddamn phone and get in here. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, but we loved that place. And uh, the guy who worked the kitchen was about to, he looked he literally could be, like, a, a, a twin of Vin Diesel. So you had this big, huge guy working this closet in the kitchen. But supposedly... Eric Espinosa found the restaurant where he ended up now and and, and really? got the yes, well you know this and got the penny a la vodka recipe, oh. which he came to my house one day to cook for us with Juan Kinsel, and there go the uh, oh, what, no. what, what, the what rocks rocks and sauce. Yeah, rock. yeah, he cooked rocks and sauce that night that day. So obviously he didn't get the recipe. Eric Espinosa didn't get the recipe down right. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Cancel still makes fun of him for that day. Yeah, I, I, I did not realize that. I mean, considering what came from it, I didn't realize that that was a tribute to Philomena. Yeah, he was grabbing. He found him. He's got the recipe. I'm going to come get, back to you after the show. All right, great. Get Eric to give you the episode this weekend, Alex, and you can make it. He did a whole, like, 
cooking special show live on Facebook one Sunday morning, and I just happened to pop in, and before I said a word, he started cursing me about <laughs> his rocks. His rock and sauce. Yeah. Uh, one thing, getting back on topic for Tom, uh, one thing I want to talk about that we, we tried to help as much as we could with here at um, KMA Talk Radio is the CLE Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what, what you guys did with that, Tom, and yeah, how it so, ended up? Yeah, you so know, th- that's a, a foundation that Christian had put together, obviously, a number of years ago to obviously give back to Honduras. Christian... Uh, was born in Honduras, you know, raised there as a kid and eventually came to the U.S. for schooling and things like that. But, um, you know, we've the foundation's been around for a while. Uh, you know, we do uh, different things with the schools and, 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 you know, provide the supplies for the kids. We've added bathrooms to some of the schools and things like that. But we've really been trying to take it to another level uh, and giving back. And that's part of our Bayer certification that we do the crop science thing and make sure they have doctors and we take care of their kids, especially through COVID. Uh, but obviously, you know, people in the cigar industry are familiar with the hurricanes that hit earlier this year. Yeah, so, you know, we had, uh, partnered with, uh, Christian contacted Goya foods and, and, uh, uh, not Goya, um, Oh geez, I think I, their main I, competitor. Their main <laughs> competitor. I'm sorry, the wrong one. I, I, I'm, I'm giving them to the wrong people. But uh, you know, they matched all, all the uh, donations that we did with the GoFundMe. So is we it Hormel? A, Hormel Foods, right? Yeah, no. no, it was no, no. Oh no, man, no. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it was great. You know, the the original one we raised. Um, I, I think over like ten thousand, eleven thousand dollars, and and then Christian matched that. The company and then they matched it for us. So you know that was a good start. And then we did another one. And I actually don't know what uh, uh, the final number was from the second round, but uh, you know our goal was to get to like uh, twenty five thousand, and they matched the fifty. Uh, another twenty five to and they were going to give us direct food donations to ship down. So, uh, you know, we try and do what we can. I know, you know, fortunately enough for us in, in, in the Dan Lee area, we just had some rain and, and uh, you know, we had to replant some of the fields, but, you know, people's lives weren't ruined. The, the, their homes weren't washed away and uh, like they were in Northern Honduras and, and, and Nicaragua. So, you know, we try and do what we can you know, the best we can to try and help the people there because uh, the number I heard was like 2.3 million people in, in Honduras were displaced from their homes, which is 25% of their population, you know, gone, homes, nothing. So, it, it, you know, it's a pretty, uh, that, that, that's a crisis in, in Honduras. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, kudos to you guys. Good work. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for, you know, we did a little trailer and Abe said he played on the show. And and so, you know, you guys helped us out and hopefully it got to more people who were able to donate. And and we appreciate everybody who took the time and gave us time on their shows to to run the video and and the GoFundMe. So thank you guys, too. We couldn't do it without all you guys. Very nice. That was the video of the guys banging on the table and and, (laughs) banging Oh yeah, it was an intimidating silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Raul <laughs> and Tyler. 
Yeah, Tyler, the least intimidating man on the planet, but I think he's a serial killer, so don't, to tell, give him them their, don't tell him. To give them their due diligence, it's Conchita Foods. Conchita, yes, Conchita. thank you. I Conchita. could not remember the name. Thank you so much. <laughs> I should know that. Wait, is that the same Raul who does your design work? Yeah, that was Raul and then Tyler, Baba Booey. We call him Baba Booey, so if you call the office and, like, Baba Booey will be the one who gets the cigars together for, for the Connoisseur Club project. He does our supply chain management and... Uh, oh, you know what? I'm in a group text with Christian and um, Mike, and he's the other one. There's some number Tyler, I don't recognize. Tyler, that's Tyler, yeah. That guy is on the ball. He, he's very good. He, he's he very is, good. I'm, I'm going to take some that guy. Because, look, I mean, my paranoia with this whole, like, Connoisseur Club project is somebody's <laughs> going to forget to put this shit in production. I'm waiting for it to happen where I call him up and I say, hey, where's the cigars? Oh, yeah, I'm waiting. So I keep sending these te- And this guy's on the ball. Every time I text him, it's done. It's in the process. It's hitting the tables. It's going to be done. It's in the aging room. We'll give it to He responds instantly. This guy is on the ball. I like this guy. Yeah, he's very good. He, he, you know, he started out as a sales rep for us, right? He worked for uh, uh, Emerson's, one of their stores for 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 Scott Regina, and uh, so I remember I hired Tyler. He works for about I don't know, maybe six months on the road. And Christian calls me. He says, "Listen, I love this guy. He, he's committed. He loves what we do, but he can't sell anything." I said, "He's <laughs> like, we got a job in Miami." He's like, ask him if he wants to move to Miami. So I called Tyler. I said, Tyler, you want to? I said, hey, what do you think about moving to Miami? He says, oh, listen, I, I've always wanted to live in Miami because he studied abroad in, in Mexico City. He did internship. He, he could speak Spanish. So he, he says, can I call you back tomorrow? I said, yeah. And an hour later, he calls me back. He says, so uh, if I don't take the job in Miami. Am I getting fired? I said, let's just say you're not making it to the sales meeting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, but he's a, been a great addition to our team. The kid is, is awesome. He works relentlessly and he responds. He's very good. Hey, Paul, you want to move to Miami? <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I would love Miami. My wife would not. She's done with city life. She lived in Brooklyn and, and Manhattan for a long time. She's done. She wants to. She wants to move further west. She just wants to be as far away from people as possible. I guess. That I'm sure is the effect of being married to you. Anyway, <laughs> Joe Joe Garcia wants to know, Tom, what Connecticut wrapper cigar does Asylum make that we have to try? Try. So we 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 only make two. We make the Insidious, which is a, a sweet cap, very uh, easy smoking cigar. Uh, a beginner cigar, or like for me, I like one with a cup of coffee in the morning. But or and then we make the Asylum Connecticut, which what makes that unique. We use the authentic Corojo binder and filler in it, so it makes it more of a medium body Connecticut with that Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. So those are your two options with uh, Asylum with a natural uh, Connecticut shade wrapper. You know, the, these questions that are vague, what's the deal with Asylum 8? I don't even remember. What's the question? <laughs> what's the question there? Yeah, well. What's the deal? Hey, Tom, what's the deal? The, yeah, what's the deal? The deals are sold out. I don't know what to tell you. You're too late. You missed the boat. <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> please, please ask in a question format, and we will ask your question. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us the whole deal. What's the deal? 
who 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 put that? What's the deal? Travis S. Oh, Travis, that's my boy from Michigan, man. <laughs> he knows the deal. He knows the deal already. <laughs> I'm just happy, just happy I didn't put Delio. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, how long are you in town for? How, how long are you working in the office? Uh, you know, it, pro, as long as I can take Christian, I think, you know, we, 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 wow. you know, I think what makes us, no, I'm kidding. What, what, what makes us work so well, you know, we've been working together for a lot of years and we really do, uh, get a lot of ideas done, but I, I have no set time to go home quite at this point. You know, I'm, uh, I'm here for, uh, you know, we said a month or maybe two. So, you know, eventually, obviously, I got to go home. My, my boys, I have two children in high school uh, that I need to uh, go see. So uh, keep in you line. Know, <laughs> yeah, keep in line. You know, my younger son's super busy. He's 16. He, he you know, he, uh, you know, I love watching Abe post his daughter sing and play music and things like that. And that's my my youngest who's 16 loves to to act and sing so he's constantly busy with those type of things and working in school and uh, and then my older son i'm trying to i think he I'm, he's going to come down next week on wednesday and i'm going to put him to work in the office for a little while so cool. and That's stay cool. with me so uh, i get a chance to spend some time with him down here so all right cool That's yeah. real good. do you have a place <laughs> down here no, no, I'm staying with Tyler with with, with Baba Bowie. He just bought a, a condo in North Miami, so he, uh, I'm like, hey, you want a roommate for a little while? He said, yeah, sure. I said, all right, we'll pay you rent. So helping him pay his mortgage for 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 the couple months while I'm here. Baba Bowie, what a nice little move there. Yeah, yeah. So Christian didn't open up his doors at all, did he? Yeah, no, no, no. His wife is we 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 call you know I love Alex, but we we call Alex the Colombian Health Authority through COVID. So you know no nobody like you bring the the groceries got to be washed when they come in the bags everything. So yeah, the 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 Colombian Health Authority is not allowing Tom to stay at the house. So which they usually do. So you know they're always very gracious guests to me and when I'm down and. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I'm with Tyler this time. <laughs> yeah, she she she's like a hardcore workout girl, man. You see it all the time, man. I mean, you probably you probably you probably might have lost a few pounds if you went and stayed with them. Yeah, I don't shit, Abe. You know better than that. I'm not I'm not doing two workouts a day, two a day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that shit's not gonna work for me. I would have paid good money to see one of you in her workout videos. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ride the Peloton. That, that's right. it. <laughs> Speaking of Peloton, Paul, how, how how many minutes have you powered into your Peloton bike? Oh, you're a Peloton guy, Paul? Well, actually, so I was going to be a Peloton guy. So we were all set to buy it. We were starting the oh, process online. No, so here's what happened. So we were starting the process to buy it, and... My wife was like, all right, we got to go to Costco. So we went to Costco and we saw the echelon with the screen on it for 900 bucks. And I was like, you know what? Instead of three grand, $900 sounds a lot better, doesn't it? For something that I probably will just not use. It'll be a laundry rack. So we bought the echelon, joined it. I'll tell you what. My wife was hesitant about it and she's on it every single night, which is great. I, I do. I've been clocking three nights a week. So, but it is hard, man. I'm not going to lie. 
It is it is hard. I did twice this week. Yeah, twice. You see how I always catch Paul lying? (laughs) No, because today's Saturday. Today's Saturday. Every KMA episode. Every KMA episode. How long how long are these rides? It depends on the night. So uh, not last night, the night before, I did a 30-minute, but it was a low-impact one, so it was a lot easier than normal. So, that's funny. So I bought, you know, I had bought one, and, uh, you know, my, my fiance Tina, lives in Canada, so just across from, from Detroit, so it's obviously not been very easy for me to get back and forth across the border. So um, I wanted to order one for her for Christmas. And she's like, ah, I don't know if I like riding a bike. It never really been my thing. And then the gym's closed down. So I, uh, you know, I just went and got the one I had at home because I had never ridden it yet. And I brought it to her and I ordered another one to my house. And so she started riding. She absolutely loves the thing. She rides it almost every single day. And uh, I started, you know, I was riding when I was at her house for like three two weeks at a time, three weeks, I, I, I did it. And, um, I, I would ride, but she would laugh. Cause she would, she'd be like, I, I, Tom, I don't fucking understand. She's like, you, 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 you wheeze all day from smoking cigars. You can barely freaking breathe and you kick my ass on the bike. How do you do that? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I can ride a bike, I guess, but they, I've enjoyed the Peloton. And, and just right. so that Corey knows, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he, I don't know if he means like manhood. Like I don't seem like a man cause I'm riding a, a stationary bike or the obvious with bikes. Bingo. At least the echelon has one of those special bikes where you won't become impotent riding it. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know how many times it's happened. You wake up and your junk's numb. It's, it happens, bro. <laughs> totally happens. You get up, you got to shake it out. You're like, what, what the hell's going on here? I need a new seat. Wow. It, this one came with that seat with that special, like, I don't know, hole in the seat there, so it doesn't do that. It is hard, man. I don't know. I, I was also hoping that, like, all of the all of the um, instructors, like, I've done one live class. The rest of them I do recorded classes because I like the ones, and they don't do a lot of them, when you're, like, riding in Italy and they and the instructor's, like, in the corner talking, talking you through it. Like, now we're going up a hill, so bring your resistance up and bring – there's only, like, two or three of those on there. But the um, the live ones, I was hoping that like all the girls would be like smoking hot, and oh, that would be the, a motivation. The, the live me. ones are hard. Like, yeah, I can't really I can't hard. keep up. Because I'll I do like, like a forty five minute ride in the morning, and then a thirty minute. So uh, like yeah, I can't I, do, I do a forty five minute ride at all. But yeah, it kill, I want to like so t- Tina's. You know, she has three boys. One's in college uh, in law school in San Diego. The other two play college football, Division two at Hillsdale College in Michigan. So they were home because of the problem. So they would ride every day, right? So one day I get this idea. I'm like, let me see how close I am to, you know, two 23-year-old college, 21 and, you know, (laughs) year old college athletes, right? So they're doing the hardest rides they can find with the highest tension. And uh, and they would finish, you know, they're they're, they're amazing. They would finish in the top 1,000 out of 73,000 people. They would be like, 800 1200 but i would i would tell you i wasn't so bad i would finish in the top like 10 percent. i'd finish like seven thousand five thousand i'm I'm actually pretty good at it (laughs) wow i like there's not that many people on echelon i like david clark's comment what's that david clark say 
Oh, I wish my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if David's going to be married much longer. <laughs> I, I, your wife doesn't watch KMA, David. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. right. I do all bikes, too. I, I do. I, I ride bikes a lot. In fact, I was just going to tell you, Paul, why don't you come take a ride with me and Petra? We take we we go for like a 45-minute hour real bike ride. I do that with Axel because we have the seat that sits in the front, and he likes sitting there. So mm-hmm. I we'll go around like the neighborhood here, but we do like three miles. No, but we or something. we pedal hard. We go straight west. We go out west. Uh, maybe one we go, day. We go straight out west. I used to when I was um, in Chicago. My cousin Fat Lou, which some of the guys have met and know, um, had a uh, liquor store in Elston, and um, I don't know. I'm gonna guess it's maybe about an eight to ten mile ride. But I used to come home from work. Oh, with my dad in the grocery business, get home about 7.30. I'd hop on the bike and ride down Milwaukee Avenue all the way to his shop, top speed. And then we'd sit there and drink all night, whatever. And then we'd throw my bike in the back of his car and he'd give me a ride home. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, you can't ride back. <laughs> no, I'm right, sure I, I like riding. We have, our, uh, we have our correspondent now live after some technical difficulties. All so, right. Uh, do we, do we want to guess where he's at? Dude Who wants to guess where Coop is? I'm calling the garage. He always seems to default to the garage when things go haywire. Say, that seems to be a safe place. I say not the garage. I say the dining room. What? What's your thinking behind that? You're just guessing? Well, I mean, look, I think the last time he had good reception was there. So if he's having problems, I think he's going to cop out to the dining room. <laughs> All right. Well, let's play the intro. And uh, some people are saying in the studio... Dining room, garage, which is the studio. All right, well, let's play the intro and see where Coop is. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. And there he is. The studio. He's in the studio. With the right hat on. Nice hat. Yeah, yeah. look at cool. Yeah, uh, the party in the box arrived yesterday. Nice. Great. By the way, great job just uh, packaging the whole thing up. Um, there'll be something on Coop this afternoon. My version of the unboxing is what I'll say. Thank you, man. Your version yeah. of the unboxing? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to take a little different spin with it, uh, with the unboxing. A lot. Of, I saw a lot of people do it yesterday. I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin. Um, I think I figured out what I want to do with it, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. I've unboxed it, if that's a hint, because I already have my hat. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have a pretty cool idea to do something with it, so uh, I'm I'm working on that. That should happen this afternoon. Well, All I have to say is the dedication that I saw this week from somebody that wanted to be the first unboxing video. Kevin Shahan drove. What is he? Three and a half, four hours away. He drove to pick up the box and then drove back and opened it up right away. Yeah, I, I think it's two and a half, three hours just to our shop, and Tamarack's good another, what, 30, 40 minutes, Alex? Yeah, he didn't just drive, like, to the shop. He literally went to the warehouse where we were building the boxes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, oh, man. Kudos on him. But, Coop, what, what's, are you cold today? You got this yeah. little... Oh, oh yeah, because, because I moved into the, like, Alex said it. When I have the technical problem, I go into the garage, into the studio, and it is cold in here. I didn't have the heat on, and that's what I was trying to avoid. Uh, but, but yeah, I was having some definite equipment problems today, which 
which are never fun. So uh, I need. Where to would you have been? Where would you have been if you weren't in the garage? Studio? I would have. I would have been in the dining room. Oh, Abe. But this computer's here, and uh, it was just I just had to you know turn it on. It just takes a few minutes to boot it. So that was my problem. And then I saw, I saw Paul. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm really running behind today. So he's like, <laughs> I said, I got to stop dilly-dallying and come in here. All right, Coop, what yeah. is the scoop this week? Yeah, I just want to say hi to Tom, too. I didn't even say hi to Tom. So hi, Tom. Hey, Coop, how you doing, man? Good, good. And listen, it can't be that cold where, at your house, man. You, you, you got short sleeves on still. <laughs> try, try and pull that up in Chicago or Detroit right now. <laughs> right, right, Five right, right, minutes, right. you'll be done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, so St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And uh, if it's St. Patrick's Day in the cigar industry, you start seeing the Candela releases. So um, this week, Alec Bradley has started to ship the Alec Bradley Black Market Filthy Hooligan. And the That's Black my Market. Cigar, man. Yep. And the I Black Market Filthy Hooligan Shamrock. What's so, the difference between the two, Coop? The Filthy Hooligan is a Candela and uh, Candela Barber Pole. So as far as that, you know, you get your Candela, you get your uh, natural wrapper in there. In this case, it's a Nicaraguan wrapper. And the Shamrock is three wrappers put together. So with the Shamrock, you get a uh, Candela, a natural, and a Maduro wrapper. Um, they're both in 6x50 Toros, and uh, they have already, I believe, started to arrive at the stores right now. So this has been – Alec has been doing – Filthy Hooligan releases every year for the past nine years. And the Barber Pole and Shamrock uh, Tri-Barber Pole have been released for the past three years. Those have been the ones they've gone with. They varied them from time to time. Wow. What else oh, you got going on? Yeah. The other thing that's going on is there was a bunch of news out of CAO cigars this week. So if you're a CAO cigar fan, uh, the first thing is they're bringing back the CAO Zocalo. Uh, the Zocalo was their first San Andreas Mexican wrapped cigar, um, and it was released in 2018 as a limited edition release uh, in a 6x60 format. And the cigar actually got a very good uh, reception. I actually liked that cigar. It was a really good cigar. And um, they've decided to bring back the Zocalo this time as a regular production cigar. So it's going to come in uh, not just that 6x60 Gigante size, but you're going to be able to get it in a Toro and uh, Robusto format, 6x50 Toro, 5x52 Robusto. Those cigars should start arriving at retailers in early March. Um, now, now yeah. does um, is that going to be a limited production, or is that going to be a regular, they bring it back as a regular release? Regular release is what they're saying. Okay. They they changed up the packaging too. Um, it's got the Mexican flag on it, so it's kind of kind of fit in with that whole CAO World Series of the Brasilia, the Italia. So uh, Zocalo is the name of a square in uh, Mexico City. That's how that name comes about. Uh, it's that big plaza, big gathering plaza in Mexico City. That's where they come up with the name. Yep. And what that's the CAO has got the Mortal Coil coming out. Um, it's a, This is a limited cigar, um, and it's part of a new limited series that they're calling Arcana. 
And the idea with this is to highlight some of the rarer tobaccos from all over the world. And in this what's, case, the, what's what it called? Coupe? I didn't get that pronunciation. What was it called? Uh, mortal coil. Okay. Yep. And that is a cigar that's going to highlight uh, the use of Andulio tobacco. So Andulio tobacco is a tobacco that's it's a it's a cured type of tobacco that's done in the Dominican Republic uh, popular. And what they do is they essentially roll the tobacco into these pods that they call uh, yaguas. And then they kind of shave the tobacco off the pod. And they, they use that type of tobacco primarily for, for snuff. But it's become more popular in recent years to use Andulio tobacco in some cigar blends. La Aurora and Altidus are two examples of companies that have done it. Uh, but now it's, uh, General's taking their turn with CAO. Um, so the uh, Mortal Coil is also going to feature a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Connecticut Shade Binder, as well as that Dominican Andulio tobacco and other Dominican and, and Honduran tobaccos in that blend. It's going to come in one size, a six and an eighth by 50 Toro size. And that has already started to arrive at stores as we speak. Interesting. Yes. Sounds, sounds like sausage. It, it literally looks like uh, a sausage. Doing, right? Isn't that yeah. yeah, it's like a block, actually. Yeah. It, 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 the stuff's like a big block of tobacco like compressed together it literally looks like a tobacco salami roll is the best way yeah. to put it yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. literally that's what it is it, it's actually they actually a couple years ago uh la aurora had an example of one and i'm at the trade show really yep all right what else you got going on uh the final thing this week uh comes out of uh crown heads so crown heads is bringing back the lake carem bellicosos fino so lake carem is their connecticut broadleaf line they make with ernesto uh, perez Curio jr um it's primarily a box press uh line but uh they do one round size uh every once a year which is a Bellicosos Finos, uh, based on the pop popular Cuban five and a half by 52 size. And um, they did it in 2018. They did it in 2019. They didn't get it out in 2020, but it's back for 2021. Um, and that is a limited production uh, cigar, 1,012 count boxes. And uh, those should be starting to arrive retailers over the next few weeks as well. So if you're a Crown Heads fan, you want to check that one out. Yeah, okay. They seem to be uh, chugging along Crown Heads, making their some of their elite stuff and projects like that. Yeah, they seem to they seem to find a groove. They didn't get their TAA cigar out last year, um, but uh, you know, because I know that Ernesto's factory he was shut down and partially shut down a good part of last year. So they still got some stuff out of Nicaragua, but uh, this brand particularly comes out of uh, the Dominican factory, and I think this one was maybe maybe that's why they couldn't get it out last year. The Belco Cisvinos for sure. Anything else going on this weekend? Cooper? Um, that's it for this week. That's it for what this week. Got, what do you got coming up this week? Um, this week is going to be interesting. Uh, like I said, this afternoon I'm going to be doing my version of the Great Smoke unboxing. Uh, what I'll say is it's going to focus a little more on the cigars, uh, so you'll, you'll see something that I'm going to do with that. That should be going live sometime this afternoon. 
for sure. Um, and then I know we have um, we, we have our show on Thursday. We're going to have a guy named Jason Loison from Veritas Cigars. And the following week, we're going to have Juan Martinez from Hoya de Nicaragua. So we have some pretty good shows coming up as far as that goes. And Coop, what did we forget to ask Tom before we get to Tales of the Tape? <laughs> what did we forget to ask Tom? I'm, I'm asking if, if there's anything. You always you always come up with uh, another oh, okay. question what or two are, for our guests. Yeah, so Tom, um, I just wanted to ask back on um, – I, I always keep asking this question, but uh, the Dragon's Milk Cigar that you guys did a few years ago. Yes. Um, I know you guys keep talking about you're going to have something to replace that. What, what are the plans with that right now? Uh, another Dragon's Milk Cigar. We've got that, that worked out with uh, the pr company who had an issue with it the first time. We've talked with them. Um, actually, New Holland Brewery in Holland, Michigan, uh, has a cigar bar liquor license now, and they're putting in a full uh, cigar bar into one of their breweries, and wow. we're, we're going to partner with them. Uh, not in the brewery side, but we're going to help them with the, the cigar side and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully uh, they can break ground on that part in the next few months. And hopefully by summer, they'll actually have, uh, you know, uh, like an asylum type lounge. We haven't kind of got it all figured out yet because it, it isn't finished. But uh, uh, so we're partnering with them again and we're, we're going to re-release the Dragon's Milk Cigar just in new sizes. Oh, that's awesome. For folks who may not be familiar what you guys did with that Dragon's Milk Cigar, give folks a little uh, detail about it. Because it was a different type of release than some of these other ones that have yeah. done from the barrel aging. So a lot of them actually take all the tobacco or the filler tobacco or the wrapper. Or the, they'll just put it in the barrels and age it, and then they're constantly rotating it. So uh, myself and, and Brett Vanderkamp, who's uh, one of the owners of New Holland, uh, we sat one day and he said he had his guys in their wood shop basically cut the barrel, put a bunch of shelving units in it, and then we would put the completed cigars in the barrel. So the, you know, the, the only thing it didn't have was the band on it. And we would, you know, just let them sit for a certain amount of days uh, and then dry them. And we tried all different blends and things like that till we came up with the one we want. But we actually put the entire cigar in the barrel. Uh, let them age in the barrels, and then we pull them out, dry them, and then they're ready to go. So that it, it, it's a process that seems to be a lot faster, and uh, it still keeps the cigar part uh, where you aromatically you get a lot of uh, that bourbon s smell because what they do with the, the dragon's milk is um, they make bourbon in the barrel first, and then they add the beer, uh, when they take the bourbon out, then they make the beer in it, then they pull the beer out, and then they put the bourbon uh, back in. So that's how they do their dragons. They, they do a uh, beer barrel version of bourbon that they also do. So uh, so it, it has that smokiness yeah. uh, in the flavor. You really kind of get that charred oak from it. Not so much, but the aromatically, you pick up some of that, the, the beer, more than in the taste. And uh, it's, it's subtle. It's not so, so overpowering. It's still a cigar. So that's what we really liked about that. 
project. Wow, that sounds good, actually. It's yeah. really, it yeah. really was good. I, I loved it when it came out, um, and, and I definitely miss it because I'm out of them. So I'm real excited to hear that you were able to. Cause I know it was a while. You, you didn't know if you can use the name of it. And yeah, we were fortunate. We worked it out with uh, the person who had a problem the first time because we just did the limited batch the first time, and he said just sell it, you know, sell through it, but. Uh, you know, they they really want to continue with the project. I think it was a good project for both of us to kind of get exposure to each other's brands. And uh, so we've formed a pretty good friendship with those guys over there. And, and so they want to continue. So we're we're working on it. We'll probably package it a little differently uh, and some different sizes. But uh, we do hope to have that out again very soon. Great news. You know, Coop, you should reach out to AJ Smokes. I might have a milk carton or two lying around. Oh, luckily, really? Oh, luckily, wow. luckily, it doesn't have any expiration date on it, so you should be good. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, they came in those, like, milk cartons, which were really cool. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Well, cool. anything else, Coop? Uh, Cigar-wise, that's it uh, this week. All right. Make sure you check out all the cool updates, information, interviews at the scoop with coop.com. There was a hyphen in there. I forgot. Sorry. Yes. Cigar Cigar hyphen coop. He, look at him. He's ready. I see Coop like getting prepared for Tales <laughs> well, right now. Here it is. It's that time. It's the part of the show that we lost control of and has been taken over by William Cooper and Alex Tabella. Um, this is, uh, this is the uh, second episode of their top 10 boxers of all time let's get to the tale of the tape paul start the clock all right coming in at number nine for me julio cesar chavez uh there is an aura and a uh, deep respect and fascination with Mexican boxing. And uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is the face and embodiment of all of that, that uh, straightforward hunt your opponent down like a shark and dominate. And uh, Julio Cesar Chavez pretty much did that his entire career. He uh, he had an aura of invincibility to him. The guy went 87-0 and 0 before the first blemish on his record, which, uh, you know, once it, that's why he lands above Floyd Mayweather for me and also a six time champion in three divisions. So Julio Cesar Chavez, my pick for number nine. Cool. Great, great pick, by the way. I really like that pick. I went with a heavyweight and I went back in time. I went with Jack Johnson. Um, and this is going back about a hundred years. I know, but I have watched a lot of film with Jack Johnson and he was the first black heavyweight champion. And, um, he, you know, he fought back when they were fighting more than 15 rounds then. And he really beat everyone they put in front of him, uh, as far as that goes. And it really got difficult for him because he was dealing with all the racial stuff. And then he was accused of violating the man act, which is yes. Putting, yeah, transporting women uh, over uh, state lines. So he had to go on the road and do that stuff. So uh, Jack Johnson, he just really did a fantastic job during his reign. Yeah, I, I like that pick, Coop. Um, you know, just the fact that we know who he is uh, is a testament to Jack Johnson. This is a guy who fought, you know, in the height of the Jim Crow era. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I mean, he uh, they just – they couldn't deny the guy. They they had to give him a shot at the heavyweight title, and when he won, it actually caused race riots. That's how crazy. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah. It was, and but the films out there of his fights. That's what's yeah. really good. It's not like you can't yeah. see him fight. I've I've watched a lot of his films, so, um, it, yeah. So I, I like the Chavez pick as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Coop to the test real quick. I'm gonna give you a, a trivia question. Let's see if we can test your boxing knowledge. Um, Jack Johnson was the first black heavyweight champion in boxing. Can you tell me who the first black champion was? First black oh, of any of anyone, right? Right, the first. Oh, uh, I think it uh, it wasn't Johnson. No, it wasn't Johnson. There was a guy before him. I'm not sure. I'm I'm stumped on it. Joe Gans. Joe Gans at lightweight. Uh, yep, yep. Good one. Was the first black champion in professional good, boxing. Good, you got me on that one. That's a good one, yeah. I forgot that one. You're muted, Abe. You're muted, Abe. Hey, Paul, do you have that graphic uh, that you put on at the end for like two seconds? We couldn't read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, Alex the Goat has Floyd Wade Rather Jr. as number 10. Coop, Sugar Ray Leonard, their picks this week. And if I'm correct, last week we both thought you had the same guy at number nine. Um, Coop went with Jack Johnson and, of course, somebody I've never heard of. But uh, the goat went with Julio Cesar Chavez. And we will see who their number eight pick is next week. On K no, not next week. Two weeks. Week Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. On KMA Talk Radio, episode number 411. Wow. Hey yeah, Tom, I got, a, I got a question for you, Tom. Uh, yeah, does that have anything to do with Matthew Stafford? Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to ask you. I know where you're going, Coop. I read you <laughs> what what about that trade? Yeah, what about that trade? <laughs> Listen, it's a great trade for, yeah. for at least for, for the Lions. I mean, uh, I don't know if Goff will ever play quarterback for the Lions or not, but. Uh, Listen, Stafford deserves a chance. The guy's a warrior. He he plays injured. He plays. He's a tough guy, and hopefully he can go win somewhere because he ain't gonna win in Detroit, man. We they've won one playoff game my entire life. I'll be fifty this year. One playoff win my entire life. You know the the word. You know you. I don't care. There, nobody's got it worse in NFL football than Lions fans. Nineteen ninety one, the Dallas game. Correct. My wife was pregnant with my first kid when that game was on. That's it. And then they 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 got a bye. They beat Dallas, and then they got blown out by the Redskins in the NFC uh, Championship yep. game. Yep. So exactly. that's the only playoff win we've ever had. We've had nine and seven. We get losing the first round. We've made the playoffs maybe ten times. I don't know, not very many times, but. Uh, it, they are the epitome of being like spinning their wheels. They they never get to another level. It's amazing, but I'm I'm happy for Stafford. The guy was great for Detroit. You know, he just donated a million dollars for a children's center uh, on his way out uh, in the Detroit area. The guy really is a class act, and I you know I hope he does great in 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 L.A. because uh, you know Detroit did good. We got three draft picks, two first round picks, and a third round. And Goff, so you know we'll, we'll we'll see how the maybe the Lions will draft three tight ends with all of them. Who knows? Coop is trying to take over and create another segment on our show. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah, to get sorry. the one in. I knew that was. I said, all right, let me get the cigar question in first. So uh. yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we get the cigar insane asylum, I see my dear friend 
uh, Carlito Fuente is watching. I just want to tell you, I don't know if you were on since the beginning, Carlito, but we showed this work of art box, this historic thing you helped make uh, for us at the Great Smoke to help make this first-time virtual event historic. We showed it to everybody. Thank you so much. Um, these are probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And this box is definitely going in my uh, wall, my uh, historic archives of great uh, of being accomplishments in the cigar industry. So this is really something beautiful. Carlito, just wanted to thank you. I don't know if you caught it earlier in the show. But, and get uh, your and get your paint pen ready to sign the box for Abe. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> coming to the studio. Carlito has to sign it for me. I don't, I'm not even sure if I could ever smoke one out of that box. So uh, that being said... Let's see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum this week. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. It's funny this week because I will say that this whole segment was actually created by uh, Asylum Cigars and Tom Mazuka. So uh, that's when this whole cigar sale on Asylum began. So uh, yeah, you were the inspiration and the cause behind our segment. So let's see who this week belongs in a cigar insane asylum. This week's inductee gets the award for being KMA stupid insane asylum all year. Wow, you really made a decision, Paul? That's we're right. Only we're only in February. Uh, Police say they are searching for Joseph Davis, 48. He wanted a felony charge of grand theft. He's wanted on a felony charge of grand theft. Why, you ask? David allegedly stole an engagement ring and wedding bands from his girlfriend in Orange City and then used them to propose to his other girlfriend in Orlando. It's two birds with one stone. <laughs> investigators said he went by investigators said he went by Joe Brown with one girlfriend and Marcus Brown uh, with the other. Uh, he should have should have played himself off as twins. He might have got away with it. Um, everything began to unravel for Davis when one of the women learned her boyfriend was actually engaged to someone else that she works with. Wow. <laughs> That's when she looked when she looked up the fiance's Facebook page, she noticed a photo of her wearing the wedding band and engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage. When she went to check her jewelry box, she discovered her rings were missing. The two women involved in the case worked together and helped detectives identify Davis, who never gave either of them his real name. He met them both on OKCupid okay and is now wanted by the police. Congratulations, Mr. Davis. You are this week's inductee into the cigar insane. <laughs> that guy's got some balls. <laughs> to get a belt at the same workplace, that guy's out of his mind. That, that's some risky, risky, that's some risky, risky living right there, man. <laughs> wow. That, wasn't, that really wasn't a bad one. But, you know, I want to talk about uh, the the before we head out the um, the flasher from the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, um, oh. because he's actually friends with oh, AJ. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> We're trying. He to messaged me. Can. He messaged me immediately and said and said we should have this guy. This guy's my friend. I was like, yeah. I said the same thing. I was like, and you're you're telling people that, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Uh, listen. Kudos to him because according to, I don't know how real it is, the, the guy made like a prop bet on Vegas 
and supposedly made three hundred thousand dollars for doing that. So I don't know. Yeah. That's true. Three seventy-five, but Vegas. Uh, they, they didn't pay him. They didn't pay him. They didn't pay him. Why? Because he Why? did it himself. Yeah, he influenced the bet. They, they didn't pay him. Yeah. Did, did yeah, he did not get paid. Did you see security just beat the crap out of him when they when they oh, tackled the him? Tackle night. Absolutely. I know. I was like, look at it. Now. It was like wait, I was thinking it was some of the best wait, security wait, I've seen. Actually. Wait, wait, wait. I need to just verify. Does anybody not think it's wrong that this guy should not get? He should not. He's not even get paid. No. There's nothing that says. No, no. He influenced it exactly. He influenced the bet. Abe, the influencer of bets. No, you can't influence the. Bet. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> is there like fine print when you make a bet in, bet in Vegas that you can't influence the bet? There probably is. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Anything that that you know takes away the randomness you know just like um phil ivy had those big lawsuits because he had an asian woman next to her who can read the uh you know the slight discoloration on a set of cards you know they didn't pay him millions of dollars you know if you influence or you yeah it's vegas you, if they figure out that you have any type of advantage that you know they don't have you're not getting paid any way that they cannot pay you they will they'll come right. up with a yeah. reason sounds like an insurance company i was just gonna say yeah. that vegas an insurance company <laughs> The only winners are the owners. Well, I mean, I mean, I thought maybe he wouldn't have gotten paid because I don't know if that constitutes flashing, to be honest with you. That's true. Well, I think was it flasher or a streaker? Yeah, it was a streaker bet. Or running on the field. I think oh, the bet was for running on the field. Yeah. 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 He was trying to pull his pants down the whole time, I noticed. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's sad was? He didn't make it. Was anybody watching this clip and hoping he made it to the end zone? Well, he got to like <laughs> two. I mean, he he, he, got, he did get paid. He, he, he slid early. He slid early, man. <laughs> he didn't go for it. Listen, he slid early because he saw that security guard barreling down on the oh, yeah. If, if he didn't slide, that guy would have got wrecked completely. Oh, yeah. He should go forward. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. true. I hope you, we hope you, we hope we made another enjoyable Saturday morning for all our fans out there. Tom, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Coop, your correspondence is always a highlight of KMA Talk Radio. We will not be here next week. We will not air a best of show next week. Next week, we hope to make history with the Great Smoke 2021 in a digital format like never seen before. Uh, whether you, uh, we hope many of you, we know many of you bought tickets and will be part of the experience. And uh, we hope everyone out there who didn't get a chance or just good muster up uh, funds to buy a ticket will still be part of the experience by watching this historic episode that will be broadcast all over social media. Until two when weeks, we come guys. back, in two weeks, we will have Jose Blanco. On nice. Oh, very good. Oh. <laughs> Nice. What time? What He's, time of day is that going to be for him? I don't know. He he Late knows in uh, Balkans, right? He he is. He's in the Balkans. Late afternoon. Um, oh, I think it's a, yeah, is what he told that's me. Yeah, yeah. He's right, going to come everybody. on and do the show. He's feeling better. So, all right, everybody out there, we will hopefully see you all next week during the Great Smoke. Until two weeks, we'll be back here with K May. Keep it lit.